0: from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. On the first day of the week, Mary of Magdala came to the tomb early in the morning, while it was still dark, and saw the stone removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and told them, They have taken the Lord from the tomb, and we don't know where they put him. So Peter and the other disciples went out and came to the tomb. They both ran, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and arrived at the tomb first. He bent down and saw the burial cloths there, but did not go in. When Simon Peter arrived after him, he went into the tomb and saw the burial cloths there and the cloth that had covered his head, not with the burial cloths, but rolled up in a separate place. Then the other disciple also went in the one who had arrived at the tomb first and he saw and believed for they did not yet understand that the scripture understand the scripture that he had to rise from the dead the gospel of the lord Well this is certainly a unique easter experience isn't it standing here before a church that is mostly empty, and you watching this from your homes, shut in by order of the government that everyone has to remain in their homes, shelter in place, they call it. It's a unique experience to us, but not necessarily to Christians in many other parts of the world. In those parts of the world where it's still a capital crime, punishable by death to convert to Christianity, The Easter vigil where those will be baptized must be done in secret, in hiding. And Easter morning is likely to be held in quiet places where no one can see. And it's not unlike that first Easter when the disciples, out of fear for those who had crucified Jesus, they're in hiding, hiding together in a room, huddled together. They're afraid to go out, whereas we or by order of the government, cannot go out. They are locked in fear, for fear of going out. But Jesus went to them and said to them, Shalom, peace be with you. And for those of us who are shut into our homes on this day, Jesus comes to us and says, Shalom, peace be with you. I know what we all want to be doing right now. We want to be all gathered here together. We get dressed up in bright clothing and we want to come and and celebrate Easter together to praise God together with with the sound of many instruments and voices and, and sing wonderful Easter hymns and songs to praise Jesus because Easter is all about Jesus, isn't it? And that's indeed how it is from our perspective, and that indeed is how it should be. Easter is all about Jesus rising from the dead. But that's not the way it is from his perspective. From Christ's perspective, Jesus is all about you. You see, he had you in his heart and in his mind, when he knelt in the garden of Gethsemane and sweat blood as he prayed to his father, as he submitted to the will of his father and prayed, not my will, but thy will be done. And by doing that, reversed the sin of Adam for us. Adam and Eve, our first parents in the garden of Eden, they chose their will and desires above God, and so as a result... Sin entered the world, but Jesus, by submitting to his Father, reversed the sin of Adam. How he chose the cross to show how much he loved his Father. And so whenever we choose our own will and our own desire above God's, rather than sending judgment, God sends grace. Because Christ had you in his mind when he prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. Christ had you in his mind when he bore the the flogging on his back as every time that whip would cut into his flesh and leave there the mark, the stripe that was given for our Healing, to heal our brokenness, to heal our bodies, to heal our souls. He suffered the public shame of his flogging to heal our shame, to heal our souls. For St. Peter says, by his stripes we are healed. And Jesus had you. In his mind and in his heart, when they laid the cross upon his shoulders and he went up the hill of Golgotha, carrying on his shoulders the weight of the sin of the world. Christ had you in his mind as he hung there on the cross, awaiting death. And he had you in his mind when the spear pierced his side and from his side poured the water and the blood so that he would give us these sacraments whereby we could experience his presence forever in mystery, in sacramentum, that we could experience his presence in the gifts of baptism and Eucharist that flowed from his side in the water and the blood. And Christ had you in his heart and in his mind when he rose from the dead, when he became victorious over death as God, he could not die. So he took on himself human flesh so that in his flesh he could die and conquer death so that we would not have to face death. We would never have to die we would live with Him forever in the victory He gives us in the cross. No wonder we want to gather together and sing His praises and praise Jesus for this tremendous victory. And as we give Him His praises, He gives us His grace. See, there's a tremendous exchange that takes place at Easter. We come here either physically or spiritually, in our hearts, in our, in our thoughts. We come here on Easter, and we give Jesus our brokenness, and he gives us his healing. We give Jesus our shame, and he gives us his glory. We give Jesus our failures, and he gives us his victory. So let us, like like Peter and like John, run to the tomb. Run to the tomb and find it empty. This season has been hard on all of us, hasn't it? For some of us, it's been the loneliness of being stuck in our homes that has been the difficult part. For others, it is the fear of mortality that this pandemic is going through our society and and perhaps we're older or we have conditions that make us feel susceptible. And if we catch this, we might die. And that fear of mortality makes this a difficult season for us. And for still others... It's the fear of financial ruin as so many businesses are closed right now and don't know whether or not they're going to be able to open. But all of our fears, all of our pains are empty in the presence of the risen Christ. All those things that give us fear, that cause us to hold back, Jesus conquered them all in His resurrection. He has given us His very life, and through his life through his death, He has destroyed our death. through his resurrection, He has brought us to eternal life. so we have nothing to fear. Indeed, the tomb is empty. So again, like Peter and John, let us run to the tomb. And let us there exchange those things that we have brought with us, our fears, our confusions, our concerns, our doubts, our shame. Let us leave them at the there in the empty tomb and receive from Christ the victorious resurrection that He has for us. Here in a little while, I will lead everyone in an act of spiritual communion. I know you want to be here to receive the body and blood of Christ on your lips, but I will lead us all in an act of spiritual communion. And when I do, I encourage you to embrace this exchange, to give to Jesus all that you have your brokenness, your shame, your doubts, your fears, and receive from Jesus all that he is. For This is a day of resurrection. This is a day to leave behind those things that hold us back from God and to receive from God the glorious victory of Christ.